0: Welcome in, everyone, to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeVallion. We are getting into week 10. finally here. Week 10, can you believe it, of this NFL season? A wild NFL season, an unusual NFL season, but it is a season. Nonetheless, thankful for it. Um, hoping that everybody can stay safe out there, hoping that things can get better for everybody, for us as a people, for us as uh human beings as mankind, uh as we try to move forward through this hard time um so hoping that things get better for us all for everybody um in different kind of ways in all kinds of ways um, but we are here to talk about this predictions and analysis. For this weekend coming up in the NFL. But first, we gotta talk about last night's game. The Colts at the Titans. I thought the Titans would edge out the Colts. Um, but it turns out that the Colts had a different plan. Um I mean, they had a plan that uh I was pretty much familiar with. It really got to get the job done with their running game and defense. Naeem, Naeem Hines Naeem Hines, um, uh, saying that right, I'm pretty sure, uh, got things going, uh, especially with, uh, touchdown on the ground and receiving, and so he has just been doing it for the Colts as far as offense, um, uh, from the running back, um, position, uh, he's just been, he's been just stellar, he's been stellar for them, uh, recently, and, um, He's, he's showing how valuable he is as a small, tiny little back <laughs> that could do a lot of great things. Um, so he scores a touchdown on the ground, scores a touchdown in the air. Um, no, I'm still not really putting it, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers, 300 yards and then one touchdown. Eh, I'm not really giving that. I'm still not giving the credit. Yes, I'm hating. I don't care. <laughs> I still don't think he's. I still don't think he's what everybody else thinks he is. Um, just because he 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 passed Dan Marino on all time passing list, at, and hey, he's been around a long time. So, and you know, eventually that's gonna happen. But. Um, it was mainly this win was because of running game and defense. Uh, like I said, uh, the Colts playing very very good defense. Um, you know, yeah, Derrick Henry got rolling, and I figured still, you know, as, as good a defense as you can play, it's still tough to play defense against Derrick Henry. But they did a good job. You know, they did a good job. Um, and uh, they really <clears throat> held held him, uh, for what I would like to say in check. Like I said, didn't necessarily. You know, I don't want to say dominated, but, you know, they, they held them in check pretty much, you know. um, And then the biggest thing to me was uh, the blocked punt. So they blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. So at the time where they were down and they were come getting back in the game, and then they had finally got the lead uh, 20 to 17, and then they get the blocked punt. And uh, returned that for a touchdown, and so they made it uh, twenty seven to seventeen. At that point, I think that that momentum swing it was it was over by then, uh, and so they score another touchdown. Back of quarterback, Jacoby Brissett scores a rushing touchdown, and um, that was the game. Um, but yeah, uh, Titans defense, uh, yeah, uh, suspect. Yeah, as I thought it would, they would be suspect but I figured they could still play good enough defense enough just to hold off it was really like just holding off the Colts offense I didn't think they was going to dominate at all but I just figured they could maybe hold off the Colts offense and their off in their offense would do just enough with Derrick Henry to get like a field goal win um needless to say I don't know if their kicker makes it through this year or maybe makes it through until next year whatever his contract is because he's missed a lot of field goals including uh missing a field goal in this game um and you say well the grand scheme of things well you never know you know at the time of missing the field goal if it would have been made how that would have changed the dynamic of the game you never know um so yeah i don't i don't see him keeping his job after this year um But he's missed a lot of field goals. But, uh, yeah, overall, just, uh, like I said, running game, defense primarily. Uh, Yes, Phillip Rivers got the job done in the air. A lot of it was to uh, Pittman. Uh, But then also a passing touchdown to Naeem Hines, who's just doing it all for them offensively Um, and it's mainly to me running game and defense and especially that blocked punt return for a touchdown that ensured Colts the Colts the victory and um, in first place in the AFC South even though the records are tied but they have a win head up over the Titans so um, yeah, that was uh, that was surprising, but hey, hats off to the Colts. Definitely uh, a playoff contender. Definitely a, a team I think that's going to be in the playoffs. So now we are getting into the weekend games. We're getting into the Sunday games and the Monday night football game. We are starting off with Eagles at Giants. Um, this is that this is that division where it's like. You could easily be wrong just because all four teams are not that good. And it's crazy, uh, once again, to, to think that one of those four teams is going to be one of the top seven teams in the playoffs because of the way things are structured. Um, I'm still sticking with my wild prediction that the Redskins are going to Win the division. I really don't care if I'm right or wrong, but it's just so bad in that division. How can you predict anything, really? How? How? How, how, how? Um, But with this game, um, you got Carson Wentz and you got Daniel Jones. Neither one of them have pretty much anything else on the offense that you think, okay, yeah, they're going to get, you know, that's their go-to. This is their bread and butter. This is what they're going to do. Uh, I don't see it. And then defense wise, I don't see either defense being like, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going to put a stop to them and, uh, we can, we can hold on just enough for our team, for our, uh, offense, uh, to get ahead and we'll keep the lead or something like that. I just, I don't see it either way. So it's a toss up. I'm going to go with the giants. I'm going to go to with the giants at home. Um, And um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Giants. It really is not much more than that. Just like I said, uh, you got both quarterbacks. Of course, I would pick Carson Wentz over Daniel Jones. Um, But everything else points to it's a toss up. A running game, uh, who's better? You you can't really say. Uh, Wide receiving core, who's better? You can't really say. Offensive line, who's better? You can't really say. Defense, who's better? maybe maybe give a slight edge to the Giants. I don't know. Um, that's just by, but that's just by the talking heads. I mean, they still give up a lot of, a lot of points to most teams, a uh, decent amount of points to most teams. So, um, yeah, I'm just it's a toss up. So I'm picking the Giants over the Eagles. All right, next we are going to the Jaguars at. The Packers. This is uh should be an easy win for the Packers. They are better in all facets facets sits of the game. All facets. Facets, facets. <laughs> I'm just having fun with the words. I could say it. I can. Facets of the game. Um quarterback running game, receiving defense is suspect of the Packers, of course, but the Jaguars are not a team that can take advantage of that. Not like the Vikings did. <laughs> uh with Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah, they're not they're not a team that can take advantage of the Packers defense like the like other teams have, uh, and embarrass the Packers and, and steal a victory from them. So, no, the Packers in this one all the way. Uh, next we have Washington football team at the Lions. Um, this is this is I would say I'm going to pick the Lions but this is not going to be an easy matchup for them uh just because like I said I like the grit I like the fight of the Redskins um but I I have to see what what Alex Smith is all of, is all about now that he's back permanently and he's the starter moving forward at least for the rest of the season I got to see a full game of him um what he's looking like um you know, I got to see that first. And until I see that, I, I'm not sure. Uh, because, you know, I mean, they have a little bit of a running game. And uh, their defense, when healthy, uh, is is very, very impressive to me. Um, but I'm not sure if Chase Young is back. Um, I haven't heard anything or seen anything if Chase Young is back. I think he is a really big difference maker. Um, and then, like I said, I need to see what Alex Smith can do, you know, is he really back and whatnot until then? Um, I, I have to go with what I know is sh- sure. And, um, and that is the lions can put up a little bit of offense. So, you know, Matt Stafford to Kenny Galladay, uh, and his other receivers, um, should be enough. If Alex Smith is kind of shaky, coming back his first game, um, Lions should get the victory, so I'm going to go with the Lions here. Not, wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm on, I mean, there's too many question marks with Alex Smith right now, so we got to see first. So I'm picking the Lions in the meantime. Moving on. Texans at Browns. Now, this one is, this one is interesting because, um, you know, you know, with the Browns, they're coming off of their bye week, and, uh, You know, you would think that, okay, you come off your bye week and you get a home game, you know, things should be, you know, ready to go, especially against the Texans. But the Texans um, have, you know, still have Deshaun Watson, but they don't have much else. And um, I I just, it seems like the Browns, to me, should be better than what they are. They beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. And I think that they should beat, they're supposed to beat the Texans, but I think this is going to be another you know, close one. I mean, you know, they only beat the Bengals. They beat the Bengals twice, but they only beat the Bengals, like, I think by f- five points one time, 35 to 30. And then I think the other time was only by three points. And uh, even though they scored a good amount of points, they still gave up a good amount of points. I think that's what's going to happen here. I'll take the Browns, but I'll take the Browns in a close game, uh, even though they should, uh, if they are playing at the caliber at their full strength. If they play their best game, they should dominate the Texans. But when do you really get that from the Browns on both sides of the football? I don't see it. Um, So I think they win, but I think they win uh, barely. So I'm saying maybe like a field goal. Um, So I'll say the Browns over the Texans, but barely. Next we have the Buccaneers at the Panthers. I like the Panthers in this one. I like the Panthers in this one, uh, especially as hard as they fought against the Chiefs last week and came up short. Now, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is doing everything he can. He is fighting. He is, that is a fighting quarterback. I know they put him, uh, they hired him as a st- stopgap um, quarterback, and they're planning to get a rookie quarterback in the future and whatnot, but man, he is playing his butt off. And um uh, I mean you have to respect that as an organization. I don't see how you don't. Um, along with Christian McCaffrey back doing well, seems to be healthy. Uh I think that they'll catch the Bucks uh, reeling from that embarrassing loss uh last week to the Saints. And I know that you would think, Oh, they you know, they lost too. So, you know, they're looking to they're looking for not necessarily revenge, but they're looking to get back in the win column and they're hungry and they're antsy and they're irritated too. Well, so are the Panthers. Um, So especially with this being a division rival game, I think the Panthers, I think the Panthers will, will, will pull this one out. I think the Bucks are still going to be reeling from last week's loss. And um, I think that, you know, they're going to, I think they might come in underestimating the Panthers. I really do. I think that because it's Tom Brady versus Teddy Bridgewater, and so people are going to latch on, including the teams, and think, oh, we got Tom Brady, so, you know, we're automatically better. Um, and, uh, you know, the offense is going to be, offense is going to score points, I know that much, because the Panthers' defense is nothing to write home about. But I think the Panthers' offense can score on the Bucks D, too. Um, so I, I think this is this could be a nail-biter. But I'm going to pick the Panthers to play, to play a complete team game and get a win over the Bucks. In this one. Next, we have the Chargers at the Dolphins. Boy, you know, the Chargers are a heartbreaker, uh, but nonetheless, that was a right call. You know, it was an incomplete pass last week against the Raiders, and they lost the game. Um, this time, they're coming into Miami, and Miami is, Miami is hot. Miami is, you know, even with as many losses as they have, five and three, they are still. Good. I mean, they have five wins. So I mean, they they just you know they started off one and three and they won four straight. That's hot. That's what you call hot. Um, and in the midst of that right now, uh. You know, the the Chargers are all these heartbreaking. It wasn't just last week. It was all the heartbreaking losses that they seem to deal with. I don't know if they can get back uh, in the win column this weekend because, like I said, the Dolphins are just, they're clicking. Tua is playing a uh, very, very good ball. Um, this could be a good um, rivalry potentially down the line, down the years, Justin Herbert versus Tua. Um, so, but right now Tua has the edge. Right now Tua has the better overall team, uh, running the football, passing. You know, in the in the passing game, um, I could say that you know uh, Justin Herbert can rival Tua as far as the passing the passing game. Um, but then defense, I'm like the Dolphins' defense. I have more trust in them than I do in the Chargers. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I was like Chargers got a good defense. That you know they're gonna be right in there with every team. And some, you know, yeah, they've had heartbreaking losses, but there have been other games where they've clearly just given up a lead and the defense has just played well below uh, expectations. Um, so I don't see it happening, turning around this week, not against the four-game win streak Dolphins right now. So I'm picking the Dolphins over the Chargers in this one. let take a break. We got to hear from our sponsor. And I will be right back. This is Scout Team Sports. I appreciate you for sticking with me. Once again, this is Scout Team Sports. We'll be back in a minute. Scout Team Sports, and we are back. going to finish off this Week 10 slot of games here. And we are back in it with the Broncos at the Raiders. Um, I think this is a a matchup. It's going to be a tough matchup again in the AFC West. Um, I think the Broncos are... The Broncos are ready to fight. They're ready to get in there um, and get a win, Uh, but so are the Raiders. Um, For me, it's about the Raiders' defense being able to slow down Phillip Lindsey. Um, If they can do that, I think that they should, um, you know, as gritty and as feisty as they are, they they do give up um, quite a few points at times and quite a few yards. Um, But I don't know that... um, if they're, you know, they they like to play the zone defense because they're not that good at man coverage, um, but I don't know that Drew Locke is going to be able to just pick them apart throughout the uh, throughout the game, even with them being in zone coverage. If he if they do if he does, uh, then the Raiders could be done for because. Um, uh, you know, with his young wide receiving core, doesn't have Courtland Sutton, but he has Judy, and I forgot the other guys' names. Um, but I think the main thing is Philip Lindsay. If they can slow down Philip Lindsay and then uh, force Drew Locke to make passes before he's ready, um, but that has to be generated by a pass rush. I don't know that the Raiders have enough, with just Max Crosby to get a, a consistent pass rush, and I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's good that you have to have Jonathan Abram constantly coming up to the line to blitz. Um, you know that might be good every now and then, but as much as he does come up to blitz because they need pressure and they can't get pressure with their front four, that 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 it just it, I mean, that doesn't give me confidence in the Raiders defense, and so that's that's what I don't like. Um, but on the other hand, uh, I think the main thing is if the Raiders offense plays up to what they are capable of uh then this should this game should be a wrap because I don't see the Broncos defense being able to slow down Josh Jacobs. Uh he's gonna do his thing and as long as Derek Carr plays smart and he actually uses Henry Ruggs to stretch the field. I mean we know that Darren Waller's gonna get his catches. We know that he's gonna pass to Darren Waller, target Darren Waller more than anybody else as his tight end. Um But the other receivers need to be utilized as well. Nelson Aguilar, of course, would probably be utilized. But um, they they need to start expanding on a regular basis everybody who um, has different attributes and different abilities within their offense. And like I said, if you target rugs and you stretch out the field more um, with the deep ball, um, then that should spell doom. For the Broncos. And so for that reason, I believe that the Raiders will win this football game um, because they should be able to run the football. They should be able to pass the football short and deep, stretched out the Broncos defense. And um, by that time they get the lead. Phillip Lindsey will be his running game will be nullified. And then it'll be all on Drew Locke to try to come back in the game and even if they do score a touchdown or two, I don't think that'll be enough. So I am uh it's not gonna be easy. The Raiders have to play up to their potential, especially on offense. Um, I know what the defense is. I know what they're capable of. I know how they give up points, but I also know what the offense is. And most of the time, um, or at least in the three losses that they've had, the main reason they've lost is because the offense has underachieved, not because the Raiders' defense is what it is, Um, you know, but the Raiders' offense has underachieved and not played up to their potential. So um, I'm looking for them to play up to their potential And even if the Raiders defense does give up points, the Raiders offense um, combined with the, the effort of their defense should be enough to win this football game. So picking the Raiders over the Broncos next, we have bills at Cardinals. Um, seems like the Cardinals are are a feisty bunch, but they're on a slump. And um, I don't, I I just see the Bills as a really strong team, one of the strongest teams uh, in the league right now. And so coming in, even on the road, uh, having to go all the way over to the West Coast, um, I still see the Bills winning this football game. I just think that they're stronger at quarterback. Um, Yes, I mean, I have you know, I have faith in Kyler Murray in terms of his legs, but as far as throwing the football, it's like, you know, it's kind of a hit and miss thing and, you know, making mistakes here. But he's got DeAndre Hopkins, but it's like, what do you do, you know, when you can't get to D-Hop and then, you know, maybe it's not a good idea for you to run the football, then what do you do? Uh, I just think that there are options in terms of how they strike on offense is kind of limited and the Bills can do anything. They can throw the ball, they can run the football, they can, you know, do different kind of plays with their receivers, with singletary as a running back, with Josh Allen himself. I just think that they're more versatile at offense, uh, and they can do more and then I think that their defense is better. So Kyler Murray's gonna have a tougher time on defense. uh fighting against that Bills defense, whereas I think the Bills offense will not have as hard a time against the Cardinals defense. So I'm picking the Bills in this game to win over the Cardinals. Next, we have the Niners at the Saints. I know that uh, Nick Mullins, uh, I believe he's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season uh, because you can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to get healthy again and all of a sudden come back. So um, Nick Mullins with that team can put up a fight. I believe that they believe in him, even though they believe that he might not be as good as most quarterbacks, but they believe in him. And I I like his fire. I like his effort uh, to try to lead that team. However, will not be enough against the Saints um, in this game. Uh, Saints are riding high after that division win, division blowout last week, and they're just a better team overall. So uh, offense, uh, even defense, um, because I don't, you know, the Niners defense is is just not even what they used to be, not even last year. So I think that the Saints defense will give the uh, Niners offense a lot of problems. And then uh, that'll be easy pickings for Drew Brees to pick off the Niners defense left and right when he needs to uh, getting in between the man coverage and the zone coverage. Um, So it shouldn't be that hard, but it will be uh, a victory for uh, the Saints at home against the Niners next we have an intriguing matchup in the NFC West and that is Seahawks at Rams Seahawks have coming off of um, not a blowout win but a blowout for their defense rather for uh, allowing 44 points uh, in a loss to the Bills now you get back to division rival that um, has an offense in the Rams that can score uh, they can score, and it becomes, okay, what is your defense going to be able to do in this game? <laughs> because it can't be all on the offense, Russell Wilson and Chris Carson, D.K. Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett to do all the work. Um, what's going to happen in this game? But, you know, the Rams have had their, you know, their ups and downs. um inconsistencies uh this season as well so that's what makes this one a tough one to decide um i'm gonna give the rams the edge this time just because again um until uh the seahawks defense plugs the leaks I don't see them. I, it it's gonna be hard for them to be anything other than one of the you know the worst teams in the league. Um, so this is not one of the worst teams in the league. So if this is not one of the worst teams in the league, and you haven't shown me that you can stop the leaks in the defense, um, I can't trust you. So even with um, the offense that the Seahawks have, I don't think it'll be enough this week uh maybe the Seahawks can get together later on in 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 the season late late in the season we are at week 10 and they ain't got much time left but um uh, i mean i still see the Seahawks getting to the playoffs um you know maybe then they will be ready you know teams do step up in the playoffs and you know sometimes defenses that weren't that good during the season step up in the playoffs so it could happen but um they haven't shown me that they can stop the leaks yet. So, um, I would say the Rams are a little bit more balanced. And I'm tending, I always lean toward balance, uh, in a football game versus a team that's only good on one side of the football. So, I'm going to pick the Rams over the Seahawks. Next, we have Bengals at Steelers. This is an interesting matchup because of what's happened with the Steelers. So, Big Ben, um, has been, uh, put on the COVID list because he was uh, exposed to another player. I can't remember the name of the other guy um, on the offense. I think it was one of their offensive linemen that uh, tested positive for COVID. So that guy's been shut down in quarantine and he's not going to play. But then Ben uh, Roethlisberger has, you know, he was exposed and close contact with him. So he's been quarantined, uh, had to quarantine for five days. So, you know that 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 really is to me a big deal because, like I said, number one, it's hard to stay undefeated, um, for any amount of time. Two, the Bengals are a feisty bunch, and I like their fight. I like their grit. I like how Joe Burrow is playing in his rookie season. That that dude does not. He fears nobody. He doesn't fear any team. He doesn't fear any defense. Um, and you need that from a young quarterback. Um, knowing the kind of team that he's on, um, that's what's going to lead them to wins, to victories, and going to lead them to success in years to come. Um, you know, so I, I I am very impressed by him uh, and his fire that uh, the that he gives to the Bengals. Now, here's the thing: if Ben doesn't play, I would pick the Bengals, even with uh, Mason Rudolph, who I really can't stand for reasons that people might guess um but um I wouldn't if it was if it was literally uh Joe Burrow versus Mason Rudolph I would pick the Bengals to win the football game even with the Steelers running game and the Steelers defense I believe that Joe Burrow and the Bengals could take advantage of the Steelers and get a win over them but that's if Ben's not playing I don't know if Ben's playing because these things are tricky um he had to quarantine as of Monday for five days, so technically today would be the last day he could still play if he doesn't have covid but then it's like um you know he hasn't been able to practice or play or anything like that, and you think, well, maybe Ben doesn't need it and being the veteran quarterback that he is, but at the same time, that's you know not practicing for almost a whole week to get ready for your next opponent with your teammates um and 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 with the other, um, actually with the other, uh, I can't remember all the names, but with the other four guys that had to quarantine for five days because they had exposure with the one guy who tested positive for COVID. How what what's what's going to happen there? How is that going to affect the Steelers' offense? Um, so that that's really tricky, man. I, I man, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I haven't done before. And I'm gonna pull be on both sides of the fence just this once. Hopefully, this won't happen too much. (laughs) But because of COVID, I mean, what else can I do? I mean, that's just to me. It's a logical. It's a logical prediction. If Ben Roethlisberger plays, I believe the Steelers will win. If Ben Roethlisberger does not play, I believe the Bengals will win. So, there you go. Really. Um, like I said, I like the grit. I like the fire of Joe Burrow and how he leads this, that Bengals team as bad as they are. He still leads them and he is fearless himself. He always goes into every game seeming like we can win and he does his best, even though he makes mistakes um, to try to win the football game. Um, but like I said, if Ben plays in uh, depending on those other guys who were quarantined, if they play then, yeah, I would pick the Steelers. But if they don't play and, uh, you know, the other four guys don't play and Ben plays, I might pick the Steelers. I mean, I might pick the Bengals. If Ben doesn't play, I'm definitely picking the Bengals. Um, yeah, so who remains to be seen as a Friday morning. I haven't seen anything yet, um, so I don't know. I don't know. This technically is the fifth day. Of the five-day quarantine for Ben Roethlisberger and the other four guys who were exposed to the one player uh, on the Steelers that tested positive for COVID this past Monday, so uh, that is really a big up-in-the-air coin toss, you know, in terms of who's going to win. So yeah, I'm straddling the fence this one time, and uh, but I think that's really interesting because, like I said, the Bengals could take advantage of the Steelers. They could get. They could. They could. This could be what you know, is the proverbial trap game for the Steelers and them losing uh, their undefeated streak uh, if Ben Roethlisberger does not play. And even if he does play, uh, missing the whole week of practice, along with the other four guys, if they do play, missing a whole week of practice, how's that going to affect them? It didn't go well for the Raiders. Um, you know, and I know the Steelers are a better football team, but still, I mean, lack of practice, preparing for an opponent, Even if you have veterans on the team, even if those players who are missing practice are veterans, you know, you're still missing time away from your team, away from your normal routine. Um, And you got to do everything on your own, strength and conditioning, practicing, getting ready. And it's like, that's not what a typical NFL week is of preparation for a football game. So that does affect you in a different way. So I have to straddle the fence on that one. If Ben does not play, Bengals win. If Ben does play, I'll go with the Steelers. Uh, next, we have your Sunday night football matchup, and that is Ravens against Patriots. Um, Ravens are clearly better in every facet of the game, including, I would say, even at quarterback, just because, I, I you know, it's been an up-and-down year for Cam. Um, him being shut down for COVID at one point really, you know, puts a dent uh, in um, – it seems like uh, his rhythm, uh, because it seems like he was doing well um, right before he got hit with the COVID. And uh, then he had to be quarantined, miss a game, and then he comes back and he's shaky. And it seems like, you know, seems like he was doing better. He was doing good. Um, you know, they come back, of course, and get a win against the Jets. But I'm like, I'm like, you had to come back and win that football game. You know, that's not, that's not, that doesn't put confidence Uh, give me confidence that you're better or that you're doing well. Um, So I would pick the Ravens to win this football game. Lamar Jackson should be better than Cam in this game. Uh, they should be able to run the football well, pass the football well, because um, the defense of the Patriots will probably, probably be on the field way too long because their offense won't be able to generate or uh, sustain any drives or a good amount of points. And so the Patriots' defense will be on the field most of the game and get tired, and they will give up points because they're tired. Um, so, yeah, Ravens over the Patriots for your Sunday night football matchup, your Monday night football matchup. Is the Vikings at the Bears, and here's the thing: uh, like I said before, um, with the, when it, when it comes to you know Nick Foles, I like Nick Foles as a quarterback. I do. I I'm especially proud of him for beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and beating Tom Brady earlier this year. But I, I don't, you know, until you show me that you fix the offense. Um, you know, even with a really good defense, how, how am I supposed to have faith in you? Obviously, the Bears' defense is going to be focused on stopping Dalvin Cook. That's the main thing. They want to stop or slow down Dalvin Cook and force Kirk Cousins to throw. If they do that on a consistent basis, they definitely have a shot to win this football game. But if they're on the field, just like I said in the last game, if they're on the field too long, they're human too. They're going to get tired and they will give up points if the Bears offense cannot score or at least sustain any long drives, allowing the Bears defense to rest. If you don't get that rest and if you don't get the points from your offense, how are you supposed to win football games? And so, you know, it just seems like a really big downward spiral for the Bears. And I really hate it for them, you know, as an organization, um, but I mean again, it's just like it's just like I've said in previous games uh with certain defenses until you stop the leaks, I mean what what how do I have faith in you? I mean, and their leak is on offense. <laughs> their leak is uh not being able to sustain long drives um when it counts when it counts, and um not being able to put up enough points to win the football game you got to put a point so that the defense can then hold off the other opposing offense so that you can win football games that's how it works and I don't see them being able to do that and even though they're going up against a Vikings defense that is nothing to write home about um you haven't shown me that you're capable yet so I think the Bears defense will be on the game I'll be on the be on the field rather too long they'll get tired And Dalvin Cook is going to score points as well as Kirk Cousins might get a passing touchdown. Um, But I think that's the way it's going to go because on the other side of the football, the Bears offense is not going to be able to score enough points against the Vikings D. And that's sad. That really is. Um, But I just think that's the way it's going to go. So I'm picking the Vikings over the Bears in the division rivalry game on Monday Night Football. And that will conclude. (laughs) <laughs> your predictions and analysis for week 10 of the NFL season. I, I do appreciate all my subscribers, all my listeners. Please like, please listen, please share um and please subscribe. We are moving through. We are going to keep pressing on um like I said this is my dream and we are going to keep pressing on throughout the season on into the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. We're going to be doing that um for NFL football. So like I said, I appreciate everybody uh, who takes the time to listen, all the support that I get. uh, And we will be back for the recap of this NFL weekend on Tuesday. So until then, believe until you stop breathing. This is DeVallion with Scout Team Sports. Have a good evening.